The Lord be with you. And with A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They, they fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks, guys. I think we all well know at this point that I'm not the best linear storyteller in the world, but bear with me and, and we'll get there. You know, it all comes together in the end. I think we've learned that, but um, I had probably enough material at one point for like three homilies and then I had to like cut two of them out and, you know, come up with this one. But there's just something very profound that's happened to me. And most of the folks that, that come to the daily mass know it a little bit, a little bit better. And the story that I'm going to tell you after a bunch of other things is about uh, my friend Stephen and Samantha. They had a daughter named Talita, but she only, she was born and she only lived about 10 minutes on this earth. And, and yesterday, I celebrated that funeral mass at uh, St. Patrick. But even in the midst of the difficulty and the grief and the mourning of that whole entire situation, there were so many unbelievable graces and I think the way that God revealed himself to Peter, John, and James in the Transfiguration reminded me of the way that God reveals himself to, to us in, in, in this story. And so I'll start here by saying this. So the other day I was in the sacristy with Jim and Deacon Chuck and one of our other servers, Thomas, who is about to enter Mount Angel as a monk. We were talking, that, that only happens about a week from now for Thomas, we were talking in the sacristy, and he said he was over at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House, and he was speaking to one of the sisters, one of the older, wise sisters, and she said something that was so amazing that I probably said it at least 10 times since I heard it, because I think it's so profound. And she said this. She said, you know, it's good that you're going to the monastery, because in the monastery, you learn to die. And if you die, before you die, then when you die, you don't die. 
<laughs> and, and I was like, that is brilliant. <laughs> you know, I was like, because in one sentence, she told us our faith. So once, once again, if you die before you die, then when you die, you don't die. And so what she's saying there, too, and what our Lent is so much about, we give things up, we, we sacrifice, we suffer during Lent to a certain extent. And what we would also call that in another term is dying to self. And it means that if you could learn how to die to self on this earth, the more aligned your heart becomes to an eternal reality, to heaven. And that's our goal. Because if we could, because we hear the warning that St. Paul gives us in the letter of the Philippians. He said, many people are enemies of the cross of Christ. He said, their God is their stomach. He's explaining that they have a material attachment to things on this earth. But then what does he say? He says, our citizenship is in heaven. And so I have with, with me here, this is the, the order of Christian funerals. And there is one, one particular spot here. It's the introduction to the final commendation, which would happen at the end of a funeral mass. And this one, of course, is, is for a child. And this is specifically a baptized child. And so this is how the introduction starts. It says, God, in his wisdom, knows the span of our days. He has chosen to call to himself this child, whom he adopted as his, as his own in baptism. The body we must now bury will one day rise again to a new and radiant life that will never end. Our firm belief is that Talita, because she was baptized, has already entered this new life. Our, fame, our firm hope is that we shall do the same. Let us ask God to comfort her family and friends and to increase our desire for the joys of heaven. So that very line tells us so much about the power of baptism and, of course, a child who never even had the opportunity to sin in its life. And so this is how the story <laughs> happened. My friend Samantha found out that she had a pregnancy that if she brought the baby to full term, the baby would not survive very long once it was born. And it was a difficult thing to find out, of course. And, but they decided, um, Stephen and my friend Samantha, that Samantha would carry the baby to, to full term as much as possible. And one day I was here doing a funeral at St. Cecilia just a few weeks ago, really, just about a month ago. And my friends named their daughter Talita. And this is after the Gospel of Mark, where you hear Jesus resurrect a little girl. And he uses the Hebrew phrase, Talita kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, rise. And my friend Stephen kept calling her little girl. And so that's kind of what made them name, name her that. And so I was outside after this funeral here about a month ago at St. Cecilia for one of our parishioners. And I was greeting the people outside after the casket was put into the, into the hearse. And I was talking to a man, and then a woman came up and started to talk to us. And she said, and then he said, oh, Father, sorry, she didn't introduce herself. He said, this is Talita. And I said, that's so strange. I never heard anybody with that name before until my friends named their daughter that. And she's like, I've never heard anybody with my name before. I was like, oh, that's amazing. 
And then I walked to the sacristy after greeting people to prepare to go to the cemetery. And when I was back there in the sacristy, I saw on my phone, my friend Samantha said, I'm in labor. Um, quite, quite early. She was about halfway through her term. And so on the way to the cemetery, I called her husband just to see what was going on, how everything was. And so I said, okay, I said, I, I'm, I'm going to the cemetery, and then, um, I, you know, I think I'll, I'll come there after this. And I just had the strongest sense that was like, don't go back to St. Cecilia. Go to the hospital. You know, go to the hospital. So right after the burial, I, I drove straight to the hospital. And then I called my friend Father Tim, who's their pastor at St. Patrick, on the way to the hospital. And then when I got there, things went just, just very quick. And so when Father Tim and I talked, he said, well, you know what to do if I don't get there on time. And I said, you know, absolutely. And so we were there in the room, and Toledo was born into this world, and she lived for about 10 minutes. And nearly immediately after she was born, I had the privilege to baptize her. And of course, it was a difficult moment for the parents, but there were so many unbelievably, unbelievable graces of that moment. And that story about hearing her name, almost like a little bit of foreshadowing, the very day that she was born into the world, I say that to say that just as the Lord revealed himself to Peter, John, and James in the transfiguration, he does that for us. We have to remember that most of the time, when the apostles are walking with Jesus, he's just his normal human self. Of course, he's doing absolutely extraordinary things. You know, he's healing people. He's exercising demons. He's doing all kinds of miracles. But he still appears in this normal human form. And so the moment that he peels back the veil for the apostles and shows something more of himself, he shows them his divinity. That's a profound profound thing for the apostles at that point. And they don't even completely understand it. And how could anybody, how could anybody completely grasp that? But I think if we do that thing that St. Paul says, if we continue to align ourselves with Christ, we die to self in our earthly life, and we grow closer to an eternal one, to that reality, to being in Christ, then it's like we have these unbelievable spiritual antennae and we're able to see all these different things, often like able to connect the dots of different things in our life. Now, something Stephen, the father of Toledo, noticed that, of course, I didn't notice at the moment, was that when she died, she died at 541. What's 541? 541 is the verse that bears her name. Mark 541 is the verse that says, Toledo cum. He, he shows us things. What is he showing us? He's just like, I am here. My provident hand is, is with you. In that same way that it was like, don't go back to St. Cecilia, go to the hospital, he'll show us these little foreshadowings. Yesterday at the funeral, I was talking to Samantha's father who was there. And he, and he said, oh, Father Peter, it was amazing. Just a couple days before the funeral, I was on a business trip, and I met a woman, and her name was Talita. I was like, you're kidding. I was like, the day that Sam went into labor, 
I met a woman named Talita. <laughs> and I was just like, and the more I talked to people, the more these things continued to be revealed and revealed and revealed and revealed. And then, of course, yesterday, last night, I, was at the, I did the 5 p.m. vigil here. And, of course, I don't know this. I don't know what the choir ends up choosing for the music. Um, I, I just don't look at that ahead of time, so I don't know. I'm just pleasantly surprised when I'm here. And so last night, we're, we're there, and at the end of Mass, the, the final song starts, and it's Be Thou My Vision. And I almost start laughing out loud. I, I, I really, I could not wipe the smile off my face because my friend Ramon served the funeral mass and decided to come here to the 5 p.m. vigil. And I was smiling, and I looked up, and I looked at him, and he had the exact same smile on his face. And why did he have that smile? Because moments after Toledo was born into this world and she was baptized, my friend Stephen, who sings at St. Patrick and has a beautiful, beautiful voice, he opens his hymn book and he sings that song, Be Thou My Vision. And so as I told the story to everybody about how God's providential hand is in our life and he's showing himself to us, revealing himself to us, as he revealed himself to Peter, John, and James, when that song started playing, I was like, okay, Lord, now you're laying it on pretty thick, don't you think? <laughs> you know? I, I, mean, I, I was just sort of dumbfounded by it. But if we live in Christ as much as we possibly can, um, we stop thinking about this earth, we die to ourselves, and we really think of an eternal reality. Because, and I said this at the funeral yesterday, in 10 minutes of living. Talita showed me <laughs> more about living than I think I've learned in my 42 years of existence. First, we're conceived, but first conceived in the mind of God. And then we're conceived in our mother's womb. And then we're born into this world. We're baptized into the death of Christ, is what St. Paul says. So why? So that we can rise with him, so that we get that amazing, amazing wisdom that one of the sisters at Our Lady of Peace said. Remember, you know, if you learn how to die here on this earth, then you don't die. That's what Jesus showed us. And in fact, even the very end of that letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, that ending about our glorified body being like Christ's glorified body. When you celebrate a funeral mass, there's a special insertion about the deceased. And part of it is from that very reading right there. Because it tells us the realization that we are raised, we, we become like Christ in his resurrection. And when we were baptized, when they used to do full immersion baptisms, it was like you submerged into the tomb with Christ. But when you come, come up out of that water, you are a new creation in Christ. So during the rest of this Lent, remember that those sacrifices that you're making are no small thing. They actually align you closer and closer to the life of Christ. And so remember, if you learn to die to self, you don't die. God bless you all.